Welcome to the Kingdom Community. Many in the body of Christ long for authentic community and a spiritual family to belong to. We exist to connect, equip, and send you into the world to fulfill your destiny and advance the kingdom of God on the earth. To learn more about us, please visit kingdomcommunity.global. We look forward to hearing from you. Welcome to the Kingdom Community Show. My name is Glenn Blakeney, and I'm so glad that you guys have joined me today. It's going to be an amazing show. My guests are Cody and Julie Oliver, and they are the worship pastors at Resurgence ATL. That's Atlanta, Resurgence ATL. Guys, this young couple has an amazing heart for the Lord and worship, and they share about their personal journey, the miracles that God has done, and really all about the heart of worship, what's happening in the body of Christ. And these are exciting days. God is blurring the denominational lines and turning our eyes toward Jesus once again. I know you're going to enjoy this interview with Cody and Julie. And guys, stick around because at the end of the interview, you're going to actually see or hear depending on whether you're watching the video or listening to the podcast, one of their incredible singles from their new album called Come and Move. God bless you guys. Hey, Cody and Julie, welcome to the Kingdom Community Show. So glad that you guys are here. Say what's up to our audience and tell everyone about someone who really influenced your life in your early years of walking with Jesus or even in your ministry. Hey, Glenn. Hey, guys. How are Hi. you doing? Thank you for having us. Yeah, we're so excited to be on and, and talking with you this morning. Um, yeah, so, I mean, growing up in the church, we're both, you know, pastor's kids. We've been raised in, in the church. Um, there have been a lot of ministries that have really impacted um, our walk as well. And I mean, some of those ministries, you know, Hillsong United, Jesus Culture. Um, I mean, there are many more, but those early years formulating our walk and our faith and, um, you know, encouraging our discipleship after the Lord, those those two ministries were, were um, huge for me. Um, but I had two amazing worship pastors when I was really young. So I started worshiping when I was or leading worship, being a part of the worship ministry on our, our local church at 13. And my first worship pastor, his name was Paul Spencer. He's a... Okay. He's an amazing man of God. He's an amazing leader. And he, he loved the Lord uh, just so passionately. And he really stewarded people's hearts for purity and worship for the Lord. And it really marked me from 13 to, to 16, being under his leadership. And, wow. and really, I wasn't even gifted at that point. Or, you know, <laughs> he was more so like, hey, I just want to give you an opportunity to 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 pursue the Lord with our team. And I'd stand on side stage and I wasn't even plugged into anything, but I was there with my acoustic and I was learning the heart of worship. Yeah. And Paul Spencer is a really, um, I see him, you know, every once in a while, he's kind of like a alluring, mysterious figure <laughs> to me where he'll just show up in different seasons of my life and he'll find me at different places. And he'll ask me questions like, Hey, are you in the worship business? Are you, or are you in the business of worship? Like just some right. of those questions that kind of have a, a click to your heart or a check in your spirit of like, yeah. and I love Paul and I'm so glad that he <laughs> just, you know, asked questions like that. Wow. So there's a huge um, impact on me as, as well as my second worship pastor, Ben Smith and his wife, Kelly, 
they were amazing. But anybody for you? Yes, I think, um, like you said, we're both PKs, we're preachers' kids. Uh, there are two women in my life that really made an impact on me um, from an early age, and obviously a very early age being my mother, one of them. No. <laughs> Uh, but she she's a worship pastor. You know, when I turned 13, that was the age that you were able to get into the choir because you were in youth group. And I just missed the mark of having to wear choir robes. And I was thrilled. I was like, OK, I'll do it. And so um, I sang tenor with my youth pastor, who was a 35 year old man. So uh, just a 13 year old woman just singing as low as she possibly could. But she really uh, invested in me uh, from a young age because she knew that the Lord had called me, not just them or as like, oh, because you're our kid, you have to do this. But she really took time to invest in, and teach me. Wow. And I'm so grateful for that, as well as um, our children's pastor, Lauren Doan, her and her husband, Aaron, pastor, um, Generations Church in uh, Tahlequah, Oklahoma. We love them. We love them so much. Awesome. They married us. Um, but wow. both of those cool. women showed me how uh, to be a strong woman in ministry, partnering uh, with your husband. And it's okay uh, just to kind of step into your own calling and your own purpose in the local church and outside of, of that, spreading the gospel as well. So very grateful for strong women in my life who've uh, taught me how to worship, how to lead and how to uh, put family first. So. Wow. That's great. Awesome. So good to hear that. So guys, we're going to talk about your new album, Come and Move, obviously. But before we do, I just want to touch on something that I think is so important for everyone to hear. And that is, Cody, when you were a kid, yeah. you had like a, a terrible um, disease, illness. I'm not sure what it was, but something yeah. happened and, and you almost died, but the Lord raised you up. So that's what, correct. What happened? Yeah. So I was about four months, uh, four months, five months old. And um, uh, my family's originally from Fort Worth, Texas, and uh, I believe we were traveling back from uh, Georgia to Texas in the really early hours of the morning. And um, my my uh, family were driving and um, the vehicle that we were in, uh, we, we were in an accident and the, the, the vehicle flipped eight times. Um, four months old, I was ejected out of the car. My mother was ejected out of the car. And uh, my mom comes to on the side of the highway. She knows that she has a broken back. Um, she knows that her lungs are filling up with fluid. She had a punctured lung. She had a shattered leg. Um, and there was a few other things there. But she comes to on the side of the highway. And her first uh, instinct is, Lord, I want to hear my baby cry. I want to know that he's alive. I want to know that he's okay. And this bright light appeared to her. And this bright light immediately said, hey, your son is dead. He does not feel pain as you do. It's okay. And um, for whatever reason, I think it was the Holy Spirit inside of her, but she just had this, uh, this moment of, uh, of courage and of, of just, I think just uh, something about moms, you know, when your, your, your child is in danger or in need, but she just rose up and, and said, no, Cody will live and not die and proclaim the wondrous works of the Lord. And as soon as she said that, this bright light just kind of vacuumed up, just like went away. Wow. And after that happened, um, she passes out and, you know, comes to in the hospital. There was a long story. She was in a short um, coma um, and the story was pretty much impossible. You know, the doctors reported to my parents and my family that, you know, one, hey, if your son does live, if, he, if Cody does live, he will be mentally handicapped or mentally challenged for the rest of his life. Um, because I had multiple skull, you know, my skull wasn't actually formed, which 
is kind of a part of the crazy scientific aspects of the miracle that are just pretty wild um, that I won't go into further detail. But um, they just said, hey, you would be mentally handicapped or challenged for the rest of your life. They said that my mom potentially could never walk again. Um, there was a ton of different things with the rest of the family members, too, and, and uh, uphill battle. But um, the Lord was so good to us through that whole season. And my mom completely recovered. Uh, my family involved completely recovered. Uh, my mom has run two full marathons. Um, she's been a, a teacher for 35, 36 years. Um, just incredible, incredible person. And um, I've completely not had any uh, issues uh, at all throughout my entire life. And that one thing that she declared over me is what I'm actually walking in and, and, and living out. Um, what she prophesied and declared over me on, on the side of I-20. <laughs> and so um, it's really powerful. And uh, that, you know, Psalms 118, 17, that you will live and not die is kind of a, uh, a very important verse, as you would assume <laughs> uh, to me. And, you know, that reference to that light is we believe that, um, I think it's 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen, I believe, where it says that the enemy will disguise himself as an angel of light mm -hmm. to come and devour and, and, and uh, kill still and destroy. That's his mandate here on earth. And we wow. believe that that was an opportunity for the, the enemy to try to steal and kill. And she just had that, that mom moment, <laughs> that right. thing rise up in her. And um, it's been a, an incredible testimony. And, you know, almost even 26 years to the date, my wife goes into labor with, um, with our firstborn child. And so it just, there's a lot of things to this story that, uh -huh. you know, we still find out. I mean, there was moments throughout my life where they even were like, Hey, you had, uh, crazy amounts of people come in and pray for you. And so there's just so many kingdom aspects, so many cool things attached to this testimony, but, mm -hmm. but the Lord's good. And that's kind of the testimony through that. Wow. That's powerful. And you know what I love about that is the contending aspect, you know, like right. it's like most people be like, well, hey, you know what? Um, God's will, you know, blessed be the name of the Lord kind of thing. Right. And uh, but, yeah, your mom was like, no, I'm contending. I'm standing here. And wow. And even attributing that to the enemy in us. And that's that's crazy. But, uh, well, uh, hey, I'm so glad you're here, Cody, and the world is definitely needed you and what you guys carry. Um, so that's powerful. So let's let's just jump right into um, the talk about your album, mm -hmm. Come and Move. It's your first album. What inspired you guys to write and record this album? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we are worship pastors at a church in Atlanta called Resurgent ATL Church. Uh, it was a church plant in 2017. We got married. Uh, we came back from our honeymoon and we got to work. We planted this church with uh, his parents or the senior pastors, uh, Pastor Chris and Terry Oliver. Uh, and so we just have a heart for worship and we have a heart for the local church and the impact it can make on a community. And just really understanding that um, our ministry is prior, like, pri first excuse me, our ministry is first to the Lord. Um, and then in serving others, it's not about us and what we can yeah. get out of a platform or an opportunity or anything like that. And so our hearts are always geared to how can I serve the Lord best mm -hmm. in this worship set during the week, how I pastor our team, yeah. um, and how can I serve the church as well as I can um, and equip those to go out and spread the gospel. So that's our heart uh, behind 
uh, worship ministry. And so um, in 2019, we began to write songs um, just out of a place of just overflow, you know, just for fun. We, we like to do that. He has a, a more natural inclination towards that, but I like words. And so he, he's got the melodies. I've got the words. And so we just started to write and we're like, hey, why don't we try some of these out during worship? And our whole big thing is we don't tell anybody it was our original song because we want honest feedback. Right. And I'm like, oh, like that was a great song. And it's like, oh, it's like not so much. Yeah. <laughs> so we started to try these songs out and people were coming to us and saying, I'm trying to Google this song and I can't find it. Where is that song from? And it just started to happen enough. And we received a couple prophetic words that we were kind of hesitant to receive at first of, you know, the album or yeah. whatever like that because it's a very big endeavor and we weren't really sure if it was the right time or if God was calling us to do that. But after praying about it for a couple of months, we really believed that the Lord was uh, calling us into um, doing this and doing it for our church and in our church. Um, So in March of this year, we recorded nine songs live at a worship night. Um, The album is called come and move. And our heart behind it is really just to stir up faith. Yeah. Uh, stir up faith. These songs are written out of the word. Uh, they're biblically rooted. Uh, you know, I think that the Lord uh, loves to minister to us in songs, but there's also something special about high praise and putting our yeah. gaze back on him and yeah. his worthiness yeah. and the truth of the word of God. And so that's, yeah. that's really our heart and a short, long story short behind the album. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. And guys, you know, we're in a, I think, a really interesting season in the church right now with um, what the Lord is doing as we travel. We're just seeing people a greater hunger and Mm -hmm. uh, a desire to really connect with the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. So for you guys, where do you think worship is headed and, uh, you know, we, we're doing a lot of, um, uh, in, in a sense, this is obviously unscripted, but where do you think worship is headed? I mean, and where should it head it be going, at least from your perspective? Yeah. So I think over the last few years, uh, and what I mean by few years is, um, you know, from 2010 to 2020, and, and, and now you've seen um, just an influx of worship music being written. And it's really profound. It's really powerful, mm-hmm. you know, understanding that there's a song in your heart to sing to the Lord and an authentic song of, you know, uh, your life and offering that to the Lord during worship is is being, you know, taught and, and teached and received. You also have this thing happening where people, um, denominations are now crossing because of a worship movement. Mm-hmm. And so you have um, language or you have um uh, encounters being shared and talked through with different, you know, aspects of the body of Christ. And, and that's stirring people's faith in different camps. And um, it's a beautiful thing about worship is uh, worship is the opportunity for us to not look at each other, but to look at Jesus mm-hmm. and do that in unity. And so worship has done this really beautiful thing of bringing people together to not say, Hey, I don't necessarily agree with that belief or I don't necessarily, you know, this, that, or whatever, it's more so given the body of Christ an opportunity and unity again to just glorify and magnify Jesus. And that's a really profound and beautiful thing. But what I think is happening is in that cross uh, pollination, you're getting to a place now where people are hungry, people are really wanting to engage with the presence of God. And in that encounter and in that presence, they're now getting an invitation into uh 
heavy discipleship again. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where necessarily the worship movement is, is heading. It's leading people away necessarily from, um, not that these things are bad because they've been awesome. I'm not doubting any of it, but moving away from, uh, stages and, uh, lights and, you know, people are no longer necessarily being drawn to that. I mean, there is an aspect that people are wanting to be pulled back to the side of Jesus again Mm -hmm. and be walking with him and, and worship is leading people into a heavy, uh, hunger for discipleship. I've seen that for us. I've seen that for our team is that worship is a, is one to glorify and, and magnify and, and to lift up the name of Jesus and worship God. And it also pulls you closer into an intimacy level to walk with him through, through this time on earth. And, mm-hmm. and so that's what I'm seeing happening is it's, it's getting people in the presence in that moment, they have an encounter with the Lord and it's pulling them deeper into discipleship mm-hmm. and deeper into a spirit and truth understanding of, of who they're worshiping and who are yeah. God. Is. Wow. That's so good. Yeah. yeah. And Hey guys, everyone who's listening, uh, watching the interview here right now, you know, Cody just hit on something so significant about that call into discipleship. Mm-hmm. And really, this is so important that we become like Jesus. I mean, we worship him. And, and the Bible talks about this in 2 Corinthians 3.18, how when we really view him, that face-to-face encounter, so to yeah. speak, the veil's removed, then we're transformed from one level of glory to the next, which means like Romans 8.29, we're conformed to the likeness of the Son. And to me, that's one of the things I advocate is discipleship is becoming like Christ ultimately. Like Luke 640 says that the, you know, the student isn't better than the teacher or above the teacher, but when the student has been perfectly trained, he's like his teacher. Right. And that word even for our listening audience is uh, derived from the word equip in Ephesians four verse 12. And it it talks about becoming like him. So I'm seeing this too, guys, as I travel in different places. And it's so refreshing that people are looking for that intimacy, the the presence. And and as you mentioned, even how it's blurring those denominational lines because the focus is on Jesus. So that's Mm -hmm. so good. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Of course. Yeah, great. So you guys have been um, discipled, I'll use that word, in a prophetic culture. Um, How did that influence you in terms of hearing the voice of God and and how that impacted your music and your ministry? Yeah, um, you know, being raised in uh, my parents were on staff at a Bethel uh, plant for 12 years and they were just impacted greatly by the prophetic culture and the prophetic movement out of, out of Bethel and, and how that's helped us and stewarded us is that um, it's helped illuminate things in scripture as we read. And it also has helped us in times of worship um, and in moments of surrender to hear what the Lord's saying and what he's doing in the room and, and to potentially spontaneously go after something that he is calling us to do or steward in our, our congregation or in our church. And that's heavily just impacted uh, the way that we, we live our lives. You know, we're, we're tethered to the word, but we're also listening to the spirit to see what he's doing. And, and that balance is, is so important for us. And even as songwriters, you know, even for this project, like she said, a lot of them are written out of the word. Some, uh, you know, a majority of them were, were, 
taken from testimonies and messages from our church. And we would go back and filter them through the lens of, of the word and, and then hear what the Holy spirit was breathing and saying on it and, and kind of having that kind of uh, dance, so to speak of going, moving with the spirit and coming back into the word. And so that prophetic culture has just helped uh, fine tune our ear to, to learn the voice of Jesus, learn the voice of the Lord and, and to really apply it and go, you're saying this, I'm going to go find that in the word of God and then incorporate that into a, a new song mm-hmm. to lift up to you. It's been powerful and profound to me. Yeah. And I think the way that we simply define the prophetic is just hearing what God is saying and doing and mm-hmm. allowing it to minister to our hearts and to the people. Yeah. Um, and prophetic worship is not something new that we've seen in the past 10 years. It, there are so many biblical precedents for it from the song of Miriam coming up out of, of Egypt to the song of Mary, whenever she's told that she'll give birth to the Messiah. Um, there's prophetic worship throughout the word. Mm-hmm. And what we're doing is just just tuning in to what is God saying at this moment? What is God singing over his people? The word says that he sings songs of deliverance over us. Um, And so really just, it's a beautiful opportunity in the way that we can partner with the Lord uh, Mm -hmm. to sing out and bring healing, bring restoration and bring uh, just a song of faith over the people as we worship. So that's our heart. We love to do it. It's fun. Wow, that's great. Yeah, that's so cool because really, you know, I mean, we use different language today um, than maybe was used 20 years ago. We'd say prophetic, but perhaps before we'd say, you know, I was inspired by the Lord to write this, which obviously is it's the same thing. But hearing the voice of the Lord and then articulating that. Well, let's talk about you guys have um, two singles that were released as well, you know, that are obviously part of, of your album. The first one is called Good Ground, and the second one is called Redeem It All. Let, would you just unpack what those singles are about? Sure. So the song Good Ground was written out of the parable of the sower. Uh, It's talking about um, the word and the rain of the spirit coming down. And it's really just an invitation for the Lord to say, hey, I am yielded to you. I want my heart to be pure, to be good ground, to receive everything that you have for me. Um, And in that parable, it's uh, Jesus explains to the disciples and to the people that it's revealing about the kingdom uh, mysteries of God uh, to his to his people. And so that's really our heart is for it to be a, a prophetic song of saying, Lord, we invite you in to do this in and through us. Uh, but it's also just to inspire a love and a passion for the word of God again, because mm-hmm. I think there's just a return to that orient of uh, just knowing the truth of who he is and his nature and being able to worship in spirit and truth that way. So right. we love that song, but, and you wrote redeem it all. I helped a little bit. No, I I will say this. Like, again, (laughs) it's been fun. This whole, this whole project has been, uh, again, this is our first uh, creative venture together or Uh first, um, you know, thing together. And it's been a lot of fun. Um, You know, we've been married for five years, but just creatively, you know, I've, more melody driven. She's more lyrics driven and good ground was so beautiful. And she brought it to me and I was like, I don't even know where to start. (laughs) But um, anyway, redeem it all is the second uh, single. And um, it was a message in our church. Uh, I think it was um, my mom had spoke a message about God redeems it all. Mm -hmm. And that message really spoke to our church. It really um, kind of provoked uh, a prayer life to begin to take place again in the sense of asking the Lord to see things redeemed in people's lives, whether that be time or finances or family or um, just 
any anything that they feel like the enemy had tried to steal or lost time or any of those kind of things to begin to see the Lord actually redeem those in their lives. And and so we tried to, uh, you know, capture a song that led people into a moment that they would actually, one, invite the Lord in into those places of grieving a dream or, uh, you know, just walking away from moments of things that they thought that he was going to do and it didn't happen the way that they thought it would happen and really say, hey, Lord, we really want to see things in our lives redeemed. And as you're operating, as you're working, and as we see or we don't see you moving, like obviously he's working as even we can't see it. He's he's working. There's Waymaker lyrics right there uh, popping through. Um, <laughs> but um, but in that, that he is fulfilling the promises that he'd spoken over us. And as we ask for those things to be redeemed, we're giving him glory and giving him thanks for uh, for just being uh, just so good and his nature to, to just redeem all things. And she, even in her message pointed at different aspects throughout the Bible where the Lord just redeemed thing, redeemed, redeemed, redeemed people, wow. redeemed families, redeemed the people of God in, in moments. And, and so that's kind of the heart of that song. And it's really awesome. It's one of my, one of my favorites, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, they're both powerful, uh, good ground and redeem it all. And just hang around guys. Um, we're going to actually play, one of the videos at the end, you'll, you'll hear the audio version on the podcast. And, uh, you know, I've been really blessed by your music guys. So appreciate your calling your heart, really encouraging for me. And I know many of our listeners, viewers, just to see you guys at your age, which, you know, obviously compared to some of us, you're younger, but ultimately, <laughs> you know, what you guys are carrying and stewarding in terms of the purity of your heart. So I just want to say, God bless you guys. Thank you for carrying that. So in closing, yeah. how do people get a hold of uh, your album, the singles, and uh, then how do people connect with you? And then we'll say goodbye. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, thank you again for having us on. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Um, but they can find our music on um, all major streaming platforms. We're also on YouTube. Our channel is Cody and Julie Oliver Music. Um, and there we'll post uh, the live official videos from the recording night uh, yeah. that we had this year um, that you can put on a playlist and just have it played in your home as you're cleaning up, as you're worshiping, cooking dinner. Um, <laughs> we're also on Facebook and Instagram, Cody and Julie Oliver Music. And that's the best way to get in touch with us or just to see uh, what we're doing and where we're going. Awesome. So good. Well, thank you, Cody and Julie Oliver. It's been a real honor having you guys on the program. And I just want to encourage our viewers, our listeners to connect with you guys that call to action Cody and Julie Oliver music on all uh, streaming platforms on YouTube as well. And to connect with you guys on social media. Thank you so much for being my guest on the Kingdom Community Show. Bless you guys. Thanks for having us. This is an honor. We love talking with you. Glad this was great. Yeah, amen. God bless you guys. We'll do it again. Awesome. Awesome. Bless you. Let them hear 
Oh 